What's up, everyone? Welcome to Relatively Uncharted. I'm Ryan. And I'm Nick. And we're cousins here just talking about anything and everything. Each week, we'll bring out a different guest, find out who they are and what they love to do. And while we're getting ready for our next guest, make sure to hit those like and subscribe buttons below. Here we go. Let's get, let's get episode one rolling. Uh, once again, thanks for hopping on, Aiden. Um, we're just still figuring this thing out, but I think we found kind of a good niche of what we want to do. Um, I'm Ryan. And I'm Nick. And we're just a couple of cousins trying to connect through um, people. We're trying to meet other, like meet our friends and have each other meet like common, like my friends meet Nick and Nick and I meet Nick's friends. Um, kind of just learn some things about them. So we're going to bring on guests each week and uh, figure out what they like to do, what their career is, some of their hobbies, stuff like that. Um, and just kind of get to know people, try to inspire people through what they do and what we do, and hopefully it works out. So I guess we'll just get right into it. So here we go. All right, I guess we got a quick up, a few quick updates uh, we'll roll through. So uh, as Ryan mentioned, you know, this is the first episode. We're kind of figuring out our groove, what we're really trying to do. Um, but just to reiterate, this podcast and show we put out will be geared towards our guests, getting to know them. Uh, what they do for their career, what they do for fun, how did they get to that point, and how did they balance everything to live the life that they do. Our goal is to learn more about them, about ourselves, and hopefully help everyone else out there to figure out their own uh, dreams and passions and how to get there. So, uh, <clears throat> Aiden, welcome. Uh, you're our first guest, first official guest of this podcast. Give the um, give the give the crowd an introduction. All right. Um. Well, my name's Aiden. Um, I'm just chilling in my apartment right now in Victor, <laughs> Victor, Idaho, middle of nowhere, kind of, um, just outside of Jackson. Um, yeah, just graduated college a few months ago and have been out here for about seven, eight months. Um, I'm just working at the airport in Jackson and, um, you know, just filling my time with a bunch of outdoor activities. Sweet. That's awesome, man. So you graduated and uh, your first job brought you to, uh, where is it in Idaho? What's it called? Uh, Victor, but I work Victor. in Jackson. It's just like an hour to the west. Gotcha. All right. So uh, did you have this job lined up or was it you kind of like you kind of want to be in uh, Idaho or Jackson and uh, it just kind of worked out for you or how'd that go? I'm I'm very uh I don't really plan a whole lot of things and it just kind of came up in like October November and then like a month later I was moving and I just packed up my car and took off and then took my last semester online and um yeah I was it was very uh kind of out of the blue just threw my resume out there and they they uh wanted to interview I remember, oh, I remember we were, uh, we were like sitting in the kitchen and for the longest time, I guess back to where me and Aiden went to college, that's how we know each other, but uh, we met at OSU. Uh, we were sitting in the kitchen of our house and we were like hanging out, whatever like we usually do. And I was the one that was graduating and like going to leave and everyone was kind of like, not sad, but like see a gilly, all that stuff, like whatever. And then like out of nowhere, Aiden's like, yo, like I might be moving to Idaho at the, in, like, in December. And we're all like, what are you talking about? And then uh, he got the got the spot and 
drove out there kind of just like pretty like i mean pretty inspiring because not very many people could do that like on like a month's week's notice like pending his uh, academic uh eligibility i think like it had like right you had like to make sure you could like take your classes online and that was the only thing that yeah. holding you up really yeah because i was i was trying to do the sports and coaching science like you had done just as a minor but i would have had to stay and uh, done some other stuff so kind of just kicked that out and um just took that one online class to finish my major yeah so like within a week gets the offer figures out his academics and like he's set on going to idaho which like Sorry, but I have never thought about living in Idaho once in my life. Like Jackson Hole is a cool place, but like Idaho is just like you're out there, man. But it's it's a pretty cool story. Like obviously it's not like life changing or like uh, anything, but it's a pretty pretty cool story. Just a couple hour, hours north of uh, where Napoleon Dynamite was filmed, man. <laughs> oh yeah. No, so, but, uh, that's very good. What was uncle's name in uh, Napoleon Dynamite? Wasn't it Rico? Rico. Uncle Rico. Yeah. Rico. Classic, man. So you said two things that stuck out to me that uh, I think kind of encapsulates the whole point of uh, what we're trying to do with this podcast. The first thing you said is you don't really live your life by, you know, you, you kind of plan it out. You don't plan it out, rather. You kind of live it out in the moment and just sort of you saw this opportunity, sent out your resume, uh, the job kind of lined up and you're like, all right, now how do I make this happen? Well, I got to do online classes. So like what was going through your head when you made that decision? Um, you know, what made it work for you? Um, so I don't know if I, I guess I can't totally agree that I don't plan stuff. I think I over planned and then just an easy going and we'll go with kind of like, a like I was happy to, or I was willing to give up the one minor just so I could do something I was already focused in. Um, so I just got that out of the way. And then I just kind of figured out the logistics of moving out here. Um, like first interview, I was like, what, what's housing like? What am I going to, how, how am I going to live out here? Um, as soon as I got, I mean, that takes one phone call. Um, so if you got one day to talk to the people and figure out how to do it, I mean, a few weeks is nothing to really plan, plan a whole new living situation um but yeah, what was it i was gonna say but you're graduating college you're kind of on this new endeavor and you don't really know what you're what's what to expect regardless so like you said you're just easy going and figuring it out by the you know as you go yeah uh i think growing up my whole like i was the only child and my parents were always like working so i was always kind of doing my own thing especially when i got my car i was like never home i was always at friend's house or going on trips or something um but I always had to have it planned for sure I couldn't just like leave and be like I don't know where I'm going but yeah so so two things kind of Nick to give you a, an idea so he had like an aviation background between management and flying he did that for three or four years and then uh going into his senior year uh me and him are like we had pretty strong interest in that sports science degree that I ended up getting and he uh, had like a strong interest in that. So he tried to find a major or a minor for it to try to add something uh, kind of to his college resume. But then, like he said earlier, the offer came up and it was like, do I want to pursue like like this new sports science career? Or, like I have like all these credits in aviation. It was just like an easier, cool opportunity that he just was like, all right, let's just do this. So he kind of had to make a pretty, honestly, I guess it is a pretty big decision because had you st stayed, like you would have been, 
back in Stillwater, like this opportunity you have right now would not have been able to be doable. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, going to college for flight school and then switching over to aviation management, I think like it was less of a scary uh, decision to make because I knew what the job was going to kind of entail. Um, but like just moving out here, knowing nobody and not knowing like how I'm going to spend my time was probably the hardest thing to figure out, but I mean, figured it out. So what, what exactly would you label your job right now? Um, like you can be like professional or kind of just like what you think it'd be called. Uh, it's airport operations. It's kind of like a branch off of aviation management. Um, basically the like federal government kind of has this Bible sized book of rules and regulations. And inside that there's a section called part 139 and that just like all the rules and regulations to be like certified as a commercial airport and me and my coworkers just make sure we're, like our airports abiding by that by maintaining it okay the airport operations is that what you went to school for or that's kind of like you know that's the job that was open right now and you took it yeah so i went to school for airport management and it's just kind of a branch you can do like airport planning um airport operations um, and kind of just move up through those kind of branches and do like be an airport director or assistant director. And yeah. So, yes, <laughs> to answer your question. Sort of. Yeah. Nice. Like, it, to your, it can go either way, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So when you, uh, so where is it? Jackson, Idaho. That's the airport. Jackson, Wyoming. Jackson, Wyoming. Right over the border in Idaho. Gotcha. It's a pretty desolate area, so he has to live like in the middle of nowhere. The closest and, city. <laughs> well, and like crazy, like the county, like Teton County, I think like the average house price is like 3.9 million or something. So like, wow. I gotta live far out here just to <laughs> just to <laughs> pay the pay the bills. Exactly. Yeah, it's all those crazy uh millionaires just built, buying ranches, buying property out in Wyoming, which is like a tax friendly state for them. Yep. So yeah, kind of makes it difficult for uh for the up and coming uh employees and, and generation. Oh yeah. Um so I've never been to Wyoming, never been to Jackson, obviously. Um <clears throat> this is a major airport in Wyoming. Yeah, so is Jackson the capital? Uh no, Cheyenne. Cheyenne. Yeah. Geography lesson. It's kind of uh it's almost kind of like Colorado. You got like nothing going on in the east side. It's all flat. And and then you go all the way west and there's just like a huge mountain range. So okay. most most people stick to the, the west side, I would say. Got it. Is there like, uh, <clears throat> are there winter sports there in the mountains or? Yeah. So like Jackson's like a pretty like top tier ski resort. Um Unfortunately, I don't live on that side, so I'm not trying to drive an hour every weekend. So I got like the backside of the mountain to ski on. Um, but I have skied a few times on that side and there's like always competitions and um, like, yeah, they'll, help, they'll have some big like snowboard and ski competitions. Um, there's a Kings and Queens uh, event on this uh, little ridge, I guess you call, uh, called Corbett's. Dude, it's crazy. There's like people just sending it off like 
50 feet doing backflips and all sorts of stuff. It's crazy to watch. So is it like a, an X Games boarding, you know, snowboarding, skiing, uh, like paradise for these people? Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, I've never gotten like a whole season to snowboard. Like I'd been one other time before I came out here. And then as soon as I got here, got a board and everything and spent every day of my weekend just riding. How many days do you think you boarded this past year? Um, Over 100 hours for sure. Like, okay. I, like two or three days for five seven hours each day a week it was it was a lot for sure but definitely it was a good time it was a, it was a good time a few shooters here and there <laughs> a few shooters like what's the go-to shooter fireball fireball that's when, <laughs> when it's minus 10 out it keeps you warm it keeps you warm <laughs> Just pop that in as you get the you get to the top of the summit there before you go down and shoot and oh, go down. Yeah, you're 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 ready to do anything. Like <laughs> the purge and, um, but yeah, other stuff. I mean, we got hockey here. Um, ice fishing is pretty big. Um, snowmobiling. Um, Have you done any of all that? Um, I've been to the hockey games. I was trying to get one of my coworkers to take me ice fishing, but it didn't end up happening. And I have not snowmobiled yet, but in due time. Plenty of time. Yeah. Nice. I feel like you kind of have to do those things, become, you know, live like the locals there, pick up some new hobbies and find the ones that really uh, mean something to you. Especially if you, like you said, you move somewhere, you don't, you've never been there before. You don't know what you're getting into. So. Yeah, and like every every hobby is like super expensive and like pretty gnarly other than fishing. <laughs> yeah. Um like my buddy tore his like MCO, ACO and uh Patella. I think that's what it I don't know. But uh he tore like three ligaments in his knee snowboarding and then he didn't get to mountain bike all summer. So he's like kind of me and him like kind of figured out you gotta kind of pick one extreme sport and then like one chill sport per season like <laughs> just in case can't be, do, can't be doing them all yeah, yeah. dude there are uh mountain biking is crazy i went one time and it was just man it was sketchy you're falling yeah yeah, yeah, it's you pretty... yeah you you eat it snowboarding you most likely just fall in a little little powder little snow powder but man flying off a bike you're getting burned into rocks and trees i'm like oh man i don't know if that's for me yeah i don't know i like snowboarding too much yeah i guess we could we can kind of tap back into uh i guess like your little bit of work and then get back to the fun stuff um so i guess a good question would be like like i know like some people like go to their like go to their school get their college degree and then like go into their field right away and then there's some people that just kind of like get a get a degree and then kind of just like either know somebody or something falls in their lap. Do you, do, is there anything like that you did that like you feel like might be like a cheat code to like getting the spot you're in, or do you think you kind of took like the like the degree path and like followed your degree and then like opportunities arose for you? Yeah, I kind of just the cookie cutter went to school for this one thing. Um, definitely, like talked to a few of my professors to know what was like important to have in the industry and I got like a couple cert like certifications that would look good and um 
looking at specific uh, like organizations that could help you out. Uh, there's this or, uh, organization called AAAE and they're, they're where I find like all my jobs. I've already applied to a couple others. Um, and is that yeah. a, is that a website or like a, what is that? It's a American Association of Aviation Executives. So they just post they just post job listings on there. Yeah, it's kind of like a they have like uh, like conversation boards. Like what are those called? Uh, like wow. discussion boards, kind of. Board. Yeah, and then um, yeah, they have like a little career center, um, and then they'll just throw out like random aviation news for like the the members and stuff. Okay. So I kind of want to dig into that a little more, a little bit more because. Um, <clears throat> Like you said, you did the cookie cutter uh, route. You went to school. Uh, you signed up for your like. Did you when you signed up for classes at? You started at eighteen, right? I'm assuming freshman year, eighteen. You don't know what you're doing with your life. You're like, oh, um, you know, I like aviation. Uh, this degree is called aviation management. It's kind of like what I want to do. And is that basically what you signed up for? Um. So like in high school, I really didn't want to go to college. I did, but both my parents did and I kind of just knew like if I want to do anything in life you kind of have to do it um and my grandparents lived by an airport um and they had a friend take me up and I thought like being a pilot would be kind of like a um, just an interesting college choice um thought it'd be fun but the amount of time that I kind of wasted waiting on like flights and the amount of money I put into it and just wasn't loving it. Uh, yeah, I switched to management. Um, but it, in the end, it did help. I mean, kind of get a view of the airport from a pilot's perspective and the management. Um, but yeah, after that, it was just talking to people and finding a job in that field. And um, yeah. Yeah. No, that's awesome. And um <clears throat> Just so you know, I, I changed my career, uh, my uh, degree twice. So um, it seems to be the the norm nowadays is like, how do you have, how do you tell a kid who just got out of high school, literally like living in the best years of his life, his or hers years, and you got to sign up for a, a career, a major that is going to be what you're going to be doing for the rest of your life. Like you have no idea. And it's kind of interesting that, that they put that that's what's required at that age so and either spending a ton of money or getting in a bunch of debt it's like it's kind of a big decision to make when you're a teenager I think I think with my kids definitely I'll, I'll have to put them through work for a year or two and let them figure it out yeah before I, especially if I mean, I'm paying for it fun <laughs> fun cool stat right here um between so I looked it up real quick Ohio State University this is on their website between 50 to 75% of their students at least change a major once as an undergrad. And then Tulsa, the University of Tulsa, uh, on average at their school, a student changes the major at least three times over the course of their college career. So if you're out there and you're a college kid, you're not doing what you love, like change your major, find something you want to do. Or wait to go. Yeah. Or just don't go. Yeah, either way. Yeah, kind of get your feet settled figure out life for a few years, then decide, you know, all right, I'm going to sign up for this $100,000 tuition, this, you know, these student loans, 
you know, at least understand money and finances before you sign up for something that you have no idea. You've never done anything like it before, you know, like, yeah, that's one thing that I definitely had, like, I had like a somewhat of an understanding of what money was, but like, you don't fully understand what you're getting into when you enroll for your first year of college or how much money you're putting up and debt wise and stuff like that. Absolutely not. And um, so uh, this is something new that I learned uh, after, you know, talking to Ryan and and his friends like you. Uh, I had no idea OSU, Oklahoma State, is a aviation centric uh, university, or, or at least it has a, a prominent uh, aviation program there. Yeah, especially in like Oklahoma and the states bordering it, I'd say they're the only school that really focuses on that. Um Baylor's kind of got one where but it's not really connected. It's kind of like an outside school that flows with Baylor. Um Kansas State's kind of got like a technical school where they do it. But yeah, like Oklahoma State, it's like a pretty big college that has their own aviation program. Um just the biggest struggle for it though, like um they'll have students come in and then uh finding instructors so they'll like hire the the ones that like progress up to like their it's called cfi a certified flight instructor certificate um they'll hire them on but as soon as they get their hours they're out of here and they're trying to find jobs so like the turnover for instructors is real bad i think i had like three or four instructors just trying to get my private license and like the weather there doesn't help it's either storm in half the time or it's freezing cold and we're getting snow in the winter and so yeah not ideal conditions yeah not ideal conditions and when you're paying hundreds of dollars for a flight it's like you better love it and really get into it or switch it up yeah so you talked to professors uh you know after you either you were still uh going to be a pilot at one point or you had switched to, um, you know, management, uh, but you talk to professors like, all right, if this is something I'm going to make a career out of, what do I need to do? And they guided you, they advised you, they said, Hey, join these clubs, join, you know, triple AE, um, add these types of things to your resume, because when you start sending it out to companies, to, you know, government program, government, uh, companies, either private uh, or public, whatever it is, they want to see these types of things. You know, do you need to have a 4.0 plus GPA? Do you need to be the president of your fraternity? Do you need to be, you know, top of your class and, you know, 10 different programs? Like these are things that I was fully unaware of um, at the time. And then like around about the end of my junior year, when I had to, you know, figure out what my career is, uh, I got a list of resumes from a friend at a, at a company I wanted to work for. He's like, yeah, this is who we're interning for this year. And I was like, what like i had to compete with that like so what <clears throat> i guess what i was getting at is what these instructions from your uh professor was this the exact curriculum that he gave you to get into your job or your role or is that kind of like uh you can do that or you know you have there's a backdoor way into your career as well yeah i mean there's different different uh ways to get into it for sure um there's like certificates you can get without going to school, but you know, most people are hiring like college grads, the bachelor's degree. Um, 
I saw Ryan laughing there. I definitely did not have a crazy GPA and was not president of a frat. Like, the, the, I think uh, hmm, that's the best way to – like the guys I work with are like city boys, but they have a blue-collar work ethic, I think. So they're very uh, – like as long as you show up and are willing to learn and do it, I mean, you could probably – like y'all could probably – you and Ryan could definitely – if y'all wanted to do it, like learn it, get your certificates and grind it out for sure. But um, yeah, there's not like a whole lot to get like in the weeds with, but uh, or uh, how do I explain it? Um, well, yeah, the certificates are sufficient. Like, do you? Not, yeah, not, like yeah. The and I also do airport firefighting, which not a lot of uh, operations people do. But a lot of airports have it. So, I mean, there's that route to go through. So you could do like EMS and airport firefighting and then kind of get to understand the airport and work your way into a management spot. Um, but yeah, yeah, the way my professors did it, they were just like, get these certs, apply for these jobs, understand how an airport works basically, and you'll be good. We'll have to... Um pick your brain later for, you know, what those certifications are. Maybe we'll share those in our, um, in our, you know, episode details for anyone who's interested in that type of career. Um, and, or if they're just a blue collar worker and they, you know, that's really all they want to do. They want to go out to Wyoming, hit the slopes in the winter, hit the mountains in the, in the summer. Um, and then also work at, at an airport like that. You know, we'll, we'll share that information with them. Yeah, for sure. It's not a, not a sit at your desk all day kind of job, but you're always doing something new. Yeah. That excites a lot of so, people. Yeah. For, yeah. Especially nowadays, no one wants to sit in office all day. Everyone wants to find a way to make money for doing a fun job. So Everyone wants to live in a van and work from their computer. It's <laughs> <laughs> true. Is there a, is there like a dream, like a dream job, whether that be in aviation or just like in general of what like kind of your life goal or, or career goal or where you want to go um i think getting to like an assistant director spot in aviation it's kind of like the highest i can really get without a master's um it's not necessarily required but it's probably as far as i'm willing to go um i think eventually though like running or like working in that spot for a while i'll get a good understanding of how something of that size and like uh, that big of a business kind of works and I'd like to start my own eventually. Um, but yeah. your own airport? No, I just kind of like to work for myself. Just business. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, I'm big into like, you know, I'm big into like art and um, like skateboarding, just a bunch of weird stuff, honestly, music. I think I'd like to like own my own kind of like not performing center, but just like, dude, if I could really just make it happen, have like some kind of art center in the front, have like a skate park in the middle and then have a sick little con like concert area in the back. And then to get chill spot. Yeah. Just a big chill spot. Like we're a bunch of creative people who come together and just hang out. Hang um, out. Yeah. I mean, let your kids skate, you go get a drink and listen to some music. That'd be pretty dope. Not gonna lie. Like, I, I don't know. Like, I mean, like, I'm not the biggest skater, or and I'm not very artistic. But that would be cool, like a cool environment for people to come and 
kind of collab and just honestly not even collab just like hang out together and just kind of show their some similar interests together yeah for sure i think like i don't i don't know if you are listening to joe rogan a lot but i love what he did in austin and he got his little theater and started a comedy club there man i haven't been able to go to that i haven't really been home in a while but that'd be a sick sick spot to go to yeah, yeah. So, so you've got entrepreneurship dreams at heart then yeah for sure i just i hate working working for other people but you know you got to do it yeah I'd say that there's a large percentage of the population that doesn't like working for someone or being told what to do. And yet some people need that structure and, you know, said, Hey, you know, you need to check off these things today. You'll get your paycheck at the end of the week. Uh, versus if they were let to run free on their own, they'd be sort of aimless. They wouldn't know what they're trying to do. Um, but uh, at the same time, yeah, it's like working for yourself, if you have what it takes, it seems like the way to go. Just absolutely is not listening to anyone else telling you how to, you know, live your life. Yeah, exactly. Well, I just need, you know, to kind of get that starting money and be comfortable in life. And like if I did it now, I'd be like throwing everything at it and wouldn't if it, if I messed up, then I messed up big time. Yeah. That's that's kind of the goal of what we want with this podcast as well, is um <clears throat> You know, I, I have entrepreneur uh, dreams. Ryan, Ryan and I have talked about it before. We, you know, we have all these crazy ideas. We want to do them at some point. So hopefully, you know, more guests that we get on this this, uh, this podcast, we can, you know, we'll, we'll basically brainstorm some some ideas, share it, and everyone else be able to pick from it. Um, but the other thing I wanted to ask about, I guess it sounds like, it seems to me that um, like, skating is such an artistic form that almost like for you to free skate or do anything you know have your skill sets do your tricks it almost goes hand in hand with like other art like the 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 drawing the painting the sculpting it almost seems like and there's graffiti in the sport it seems like those just go hand in hand yeah there's just it's it's definitely a weird group of people um yeah i think I hadn't skated in a long time, really. I'd do a little bit in Stillwater at the park there, and I just got a board a couple months ago and been trying to go out as much as I can. But starting snowboarding, too, I, I can definitely see it there. It's it's like the few things in my life where like my like focus is just 100% in it, and I'm not really thinking about anything else. Because if you do, you're kind of not – you're going to mess up. Um, I think that's why I like doing art and fishing and skating and snowboarding and all that. It just, you get locked in and you're not really worried about what else is going on in life. Yeah. I can see that. Absolutely. I feel like, I feel like yeah, like snowboarding and, and skiing specifically, I guess skateboarding kind of the same thing. It's kind of like, it's a form of, it's obviously a sport. Don't get me wrong, but like, it's all, it's like a form of art in the sense of like, you control the board, you control your skis. Like your, your mind can take you kind of like to places that like you want to go like when it comes to like doing a move or how fast you went on the mountain just stuff like that similar to like on a canvas like you can draw whatever your mind kind of draws up for you i was gonna say have you seen those memes where it's like this is my paintbrush this is my canvas and I th that's how I was, I was trying to think i was like i swear like as soon as you said that i was like i've seen things about how like the snow like the snow mountains like the, the canvas and how the board is like the paintbrush and just stuff like that 
well that but then there's like those memes where it's like it shows like a taco bell burrito and it's like this is my brush and it's like a toilet and like this is my canvas <laughs> oh gosh <laughs> hey there's your meme of the week right there nick yeah we gotta look that up yeah i love that yeah it's just an, it's an expression of 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 yourself yeah, yeah. for sure so is there i'm gonna say okay. like another thing that they just get locked into and i think that's a good place or a good thing to have in life you don't gotta worry about anything so is there is there like a certain like a certain mountain or resort that you like that you want to get on like that you haven't been on yet that you want to board at some point oh man i got a list there's yeah, a list yeah um give us your top two top yeah, two i'm gonna go Either to and then oh man there's a there's a there's a valley in japan i think it's like haboku or Hab i can't think of it something valley in japan man it'd be so fun to go there but wow. up in yeah up in canada go to whistler and then japan okay those are not what i expected whatsoever but that's makes it all the better yeah is it on mount fuji there in japan no it's uh the opposite it's on like the west coast but i mean the range goes all the way kind of through the middle of it and yeah i would love to go to mount fuji too heck yeah We'll um we'll look up the names of that and put that in the notes for uh those other uh snowboarding enthusiasts. Oops. Uh, um one more question I think I want to ask maybe about your career. Uh maybe for everyone, you know, who tunes in, Aunt Lori, uh maybe this will help you. But <laughs> um and that's an inside joke between me and Ryan that I think our Aunt Lori is the only one who will uh be listening to our podcast for a while. So yeah. <laughs> I'll I'll send it to as many people as I can. We were on recording one day and we're like, our only viewers gonna be Aunt Lori. So <laughs> yeah. oh, shout out Aunt Lori. <laughs> shout out. Loyal fan. But um the question I had is um is there insider info that you're able to share with us about an airport that um you know the general public wouldn't know? Like, is there a trick that we can do that makes our travels easier or, or whatever? Just something that you can share with us. Fact, um, interesting fact. I think a crazy or not a crazy, but like an interesting kind of thing I've noticed is the way like how flights get delayed, and it's just kind of like a um, it's a they just keep it keeps stacking on itself throughout the day. So like like a domino effect, effect. Domino yeah, effect. Yeah. either one of the domino ripple effect. So. If you don't, I've never so far yet doing this. I have not really been delayed or missed a flight. But if you get a pretty early flight and then make sure you got like two hours for a, for a layover. I know layovers like used to be kind of like a bad thing, but the way travel is now, it's like you need at least two hours. But um, like all of our flights at night now, like I'm supposed to get out or I used to with my old schedule, I'd get it out about 10. But the number of late flights, I was getting out at like 11.30, like every night. Dang. It's possible. Because of delays? Yeah, so I just like had to move my schedule back. So I was like, dude, I'm putting in like 12 hours a day just trying to keep keep up with the delayed flights. Yeah. Are you are you hourly or salary on that? Yeah, uh, hourly. Hourly. So you get compensated for overtime at least? Oh yeah, so I'm not mad about that, but <laughs> yeah, but you gotta have your free time every once in a while. 
Yeah, and when, when you live an hour away, getting off at like 11, 30, 12 isn't fun. Yeah. That's a grind so far. But uh, I guess that management role will be better. Exactly. All right, that pretty much wraps up what we had for, you know, your career. We kind of want to learn, learn a little bit more about you. Um, so uh, we got a few personal questions. I guess we'll just ask you about your free time, kind of touched on a little bit. Um, and then we've got like a, a segment of questions we'll ask that, you know, pretty much every guest will ask. So, um, <clears throat> but we'll take a break right now. Um, yeah, so we just finished up learning about what you do for your career, but we want to know, you know, about you. Um, you know, kind of talked a little bit, you know, you have a little bit of artistic side to yourself, um, but you kind of like the outdoors, if I'm not uh, mistaken, you know, is that what drew you out to Jackson, Wyoming? Yeah, for sure. Like growing up in a city, um, I kind of got, other than like the live, like I love the live music aspect of it and all the food, but, you know, it's just seeing all the buildings and yeah, there's not much of a I don't know. So the, the mountains gives you like a little serotonin boost every day. So, so feels good to be out here. Um, yeah, it's crazy though. I mean, the city I grew up in has like almost like over double the amount of people that the state has here. Wow. Like there's only like, I think it's under 600,000 people here. Jeez. Nothing but nature out there. Exactly. Yeah, I was looking at something the other day too, like to talk about the, you know, the natural um, chemicals that you can release in your head uh, or in your, in your mind, in your brain to, you know, A, make you feel, you know, more human, but, you know, ultimately more happy with, with yourself and like, yeah, getting those serotonin boosts, uh, getting outside in nature, getting sunlight, like just having all that, just that natural exposure is like good for us. And we sort of kind of forget about that. Yeah, when people get like down and depressed and just lay in bed all day, it's like, man, I, I feel it, but like laying in the dark room just doesn't help at all. Touch some grass, right? Huh? Touch some grass. Yeah, touch grass, bro. <laughs> yeah, get outside. Um, yeah, I can feel that too. You know, there's certain days where you're just really not feeling it. You like barely get out of bed, like eat yeah. breakfast turn on the TV, move, at least move to the couch or something like, and then figure out a way to get outside. But it's like the only way to get yourself out of a, a, a slump is to get outdoors, find yourself some way to be active. Um, yeah. And I guess that's our, our feel good uh, tip of the day. <laughs> get outside, touch some grass. <laughs> touch some grass. Yeah. But, um, all right, so if you love the outdoors, we know you love snowboarding, um, and Ryan said that you like fishing. If you had to pick between snowboarding or fishing, you can only do one of those, and you can never do the other for the rest of your life. What would you pick? Snowboarding all day. Snowboarding all day. Is that... Growing up skateboarding, longboarding, it just came so much more natural. Like, you got to do it, like, like I said, you got to stay completely focused but man i gotta really think when i'm fishing i'm like man like where are they at like, what am i going to use like it just both of them i have like picked up in the last year so like i'm pretty new to both um but yeah fishing is just not as natural for me but still really you went, you went where'd you go on that trip with your family when you went fly fishing where was that at uh crested butte okay like, yeah so awesome. he he went on a 
or no, uh, before when we were in school still, when you went fly fishing for the first time and you were like, like going crazy about it. Yeah, that was Crested Butte. Over the summer? Yeah. Okay, yeah. So he came back from this vacation and he was like super hype about fly fishing. Like, like I'm talking like watching videos nonstop, like talking about it. And he was like excited. And this is when he knew he was going to Idaho slash Wyoming. So like he knew he was going to be out in that environment. So he was like talking it up like, he's like, I can't wait, I can't wait. And then he when he went out there, it was middle of like boarding season. So like his plans like kind of, I guess not delayed but he had to wait till like the good weather came so then he boarded a hundred hours and now he's like maybe i like this better now a hundred percent i was like man uh, yeah i didn't think i was gonna like fall in love with snowboarding but i could totally see myself like my like workout regime changed like i just had to like i'm gonna be doing like i work with guys and they're in their like 50s still snowboarding i'm like yeah i'm gonna be doing this for a long time there you go Yes, people make that that becomes their full time hobby. Um, I work with a guy who just flew out to uh, Denver in July on July Fourth weekend. He's like, "Yeah, there's there's gonna be snow there. It's not gonna be fresh powder, but there's gonna be snow." I was like, "Kind of blew my mind. Snowing in the middle of summer, or uh, snowboarding in the middle of summer." I think Mammoth Mountain uh, yep. just extended their season to like August sixth or something. Yeah, I was uh, up in Mammoth in February, and it's like the end of February, and we got dumped on. I forget how much it was, but it was a lot, like a lot of snow. And my buddy, he's from San Diego. <clears throat> he drives up there every now and then. That's where he goes to board. He, he said that like if they get enough snow, they'll ski through July or board ski through July. But, uh, to your point, Nick, I was like, that's unheard of, but okay. I guess it's pretty pretty normal. <laughs> it, yeah, this was like a record breaking season for sure. Like. One of the guys that, or there's a couple guys that I work with that have just lived here for like all their lives, and they've seen snow like every month of the year. Um, That's crazy. But yeah, getting like 600 plus inches of snow on the season is like record breaking for areas around here. And it's, I mean, there's still mount there's snow on like the Tetons right now. Yeah, way up there. <laughs> way up there, yeah. So you mentioned earlier you like to rip trip your fireball shooters on the ski lift or on the top of the mountain. Uh, before before ripping it down what's what's the go-to i guess it could be beer or liquor what's the go-to for you mm. beer curs light liquors beers. maker makers mark yeah. he's a simple man classy, he's a simple classy, man. <laughs> classy choices uh, it, man if you ever find yourself in jackson jackson hole uh shout out uh, blue line it's a restaurant here they got this old-fashioned called the lion's den the that's lion's the den best old-fashioned i've ever had that's blue, awesome blue shout line. out the lion's den yeah they're, they're not sponsoring me in this <laughs> <laughs> i like that i, I appreciate that um that refer that uh, referral right there because uh, i just bought an old-fashioned kit myself and started getting into it so really uh, i don't remember what they put in it but um i'm sure they got like a menu online chose what's in the drink but oh yeah definitely added a few things yeah i'm no i'm no blue line but <clears throat> I, I do like to make an old-fashioned so yeah. i'll have to go go check that out when i'm out there sure um all right man so i guess one more question for you, i guess of just about like, you yeah 
you talked about uh, your entrepreneurial uh, goals in the future. So let's say if you had a million dollars, what would you do with it? Someone just tossed you a mill. Man, that's that's after taxes are taken out. Yeah, yeah no taxes. Million dollars get you far these days, man. <laughs> but you are a millionaire. At that it'll, get you start, it'll get you started. It'll give me... You know, it's money that I didn't have before, so I wouldn't really feel bad about losing it. Um, there's a there's a show called King of the Road, and they just get all these like pro skaters, make teams out of it, and uh, um, it's a show on Vice. But they, uh, I think I would do that with snowboarding, and you like get this book. Each team gets a book, and they got to complete these like uh, tasks and. Uh, just different challenges and i think it's a pretty cool idea for a show and i think putting that towards snowboarding would be really cool um and then so would you would you so you're you're spending a portion of that cash to fund your ability to uh go do this challenge with the book and all that and pay for equipment and travel yeah so i think like that kind of community like just a ski bum or like just a skater they're not like none of them are very wealthy so they can't take these crazy trips um so i think funding that for like a like a group of guys would be really cool for them um maybe i don't know i just want to do something kind of for that community of people because they kind of get like i met a lot of people here and like they're living out of their cars just they just love it so much they're just doing everything they can to snowboard, work in seasonal jobs, um, but, or start that business I was talking about earlier and kind of end up doing the same thing, maybe like starting some kind of skateboard or snowboard brand and going out and taking uh, like kind of the under under underprivileged kind of group of people that love to do it and just taking them on trips and stuff. Love that. Love that, man. You could, um, you could build out that business and then, you know, invite those folks there and they can, you know, live out their dream and you can use that to complete the challenge or whatever, um, use it to, to fund itself. Yeah. hundred percent. There's, um, there's actually a, like a group out here called carbon the future. And they work with a bunch of like the underprivileged youth around here and like the native American groups. And they'll like buy them all gear, do like um, snowboard lessons on like Saturdays. Um, and I've gone to a few of their events. And one of my buddies is like a, like a I guess, board member. Or he's on the, he's on their like board or whatever. Um, but he's always invited me out to stuff like that. And they have a bunch of different things uh, that they do for, for kids and, um, if I stay out here much longer, I will, I'll probably get involved in that and just, um, yeah, just something I think opens kids up to some kind of sport, at least if they don't like doing like the typical football, basketball. I mean, I love that, but it's kind of a, a niche thing out here. That's amazing. A lot of people would say like, yeah, it's spend a hundred grand in Vegas. It's been a hundred grand on a new house. It's been a hundred grand on this. Uh, and it's pretty, pretty great that you choose to use that to, uh, to help others, you know, spend underprivileged, even, even if they did have opportunities, you know, you're helping someone live out their dream, which is pretty great. It's amazing. 
Yeah. And it's not totally, I mean, I love to travel, so it would be fun for me too, getting to travel with a group of like-minded people, but yeah, for sure. Oh yeah. You get to have your fun out of it too. <laughs> so there's a, uh, there's a segment we like to do between me and that we, I guess like the few times we recorded me and Nick have done, uh, we call it listen to your heart. <laughs> um, it's kind of just like we, I guess, jot down ideas or thoughts or, um, you know, whether it be deep or really shallow, just kind of an interesting thing that we think about either this week or, you know, maybe if, maybe even if you haven't thought that much this week, maybe like throughout the month, um, you got anything like that you've like kind of pondered on or thought about kind of recently, like in life, I guess. Um... One thing I always think about, I mean, my, my dad always said it to me growing up, um, really sent, like things aren't as bad as they seem. Um, you know, you, nothing's really life or death for most people. Um, I think people take things way too personally and seriously. Um, so I think that's a good um, thing to take away from life. I mean, you get fired from a job yet yeah, sucks, but don't, don't get too down about it. There's always another one. You got don't dwell on it. Yeah. You got people out here to back you up. Um, but that's what I always think about when stuff gets in your head and gets, gets down, you know, that's, I mean, that's a good one. That's pretty, pretty so like, true. It's, it's very true. Really like, there's a lot worse. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot worse, a lot worse scenarios out there and situations um, than most of us deal with, I guess, on a daily basis. So that's a good one to keep in mind. Love that, man. Um, <clears throat> all right. So our final segment is called. Uh, it's inspired by uh, Paul Rudd and his episode on uh, Hot Ones, but it's called "Look at Us." Well, look at us. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? <laughs> <laughs> look at us uh all right man so these are going to be the same questions that we ask every guest every episode uh whether that's weekly monthly however often we can get on here um <clears throat> we're kind of figuring it out so um you know of which questions uh some of these are very basic in general uh, but i'll give you the pick you can either choose to answer uh all three of these or your favorite of these three but what is your favorite uh book either fiction non-fiction Favorite song, favorite movie. So if you have if you have an answer for all three, we'd love to hear that. Otherwise, whichever ones you got, let's roll with it. I'll do I'll do the three, um, but I'm gonna save song for last because that's gonna be a tough one. Um, right. Definitely, book. I would have to say, um, I'll give like kind of a a serious one and then a not serious. Uh, Where the wild things are, the kids' book. I think it's such a cool message in it it's just this kid gets in trouble and gets all angry and then uh kind of goes to this fantasy world where he can be angry and all this stuff but then his mom like uh bring brings him some warm food and it kind of brings him back and settles him down and i think it's a good message like like family and love kind of bring you back from the the crazy feelings you have um, that's a great answer man and i think uh it's like you said, serious, not serious, but I think it's so such a good answer to that question because children's books deliver such great messages. And, you know, growing up, you tend to forget it. Or as a kid at the time, you don't even think about it. But if you were to go back at your age now and read the book, 
that message means so much more to you from what you you've gone through in life. Yeah, Nick loves children's books. Who would have thought? Shout out, I got, uh, where the wild things are tattoo. Just, oh uh, shit! Yes, yeah. there you go. <laughs> Love that book. Um, but uh, I'm also reading. I kind of stopped in the middle and just uh, I was doing some stuff with work and haven't gotten really back into it. But the Forty Eight Laws of Power. Uh, I think it's a really cool book. Um, Robert Green. Yeah. Amazing book. Yeah, I'm like halfway through it right now. Um, need to get back into it, but uh, that yeah. one's draining. That is a draining book to go through. It, it's a. It really changes your mindset and like how you look at people and situations and um, kind of uh, it's kind of scary. Not gonna lie, it's like how you can almost manipulate people in situations. Um, that's my exact take from it too. It's kind of crazy to see what the politicians out here are doing these days. They're literally. This book is a blueprint for the what they're doing. Yeah, politicians, like even like in where I work, I look at like how our bosses treat certain people and how they're doing, uh, just like the little things to uh, just weird seeing how people keep their power. Um, okay, so there's my two books, uh, movie, uh, Secret Life of Walter Mitty. Uh, okay, great movie, the original or the one with the remake with uh, Ben Stiller, Ben Stiller. Um, I hear the book's really good too. I'll probably get to that eventually. Um, but yeah, I love that movie. Um, just getting out of the funk of life and working and choosing, choosing traveling and what you love. It's, it's speaking, of, for sure. speaking of movies, we got a little Barbie girl over here. Oh. Dude, I thought I I thought I got tickets for the double feature. I was so sad. <laughs> so you went to you went to just Barbie. I went to just Barbie. Is it good? I got, I'm getting tickets for Oppenheimer next week, though. Don't worry. <laughs> we weren't worried. You want to see your favorite movie? We get it. <laughs> I saw Oppenheimer last night. Oh, is it good? Man, you're, man, you're telling me about that, a scene. Man, that's a film right there. Oh, I'm excited. I'm excited to see it. It's a good one. Um, yes. Yeah, Nolan tells a great freaking story. Oh, Nick, are you planning on seeing that? Yeah. Well, so you're saying, you know, the uh, does it have to be seen in theaters? Is it? Yes. The experience is that much better because you're. I mean, theaters? we saw we saw it in IMAX theater, so we had like the huge speakers and all that stuff. And I mean, like, if you like in an Interstellar, kind of remember like the the music background, the, the soundtrack from that movie. Um. And, Obviously, just Nolan's work in general is awesome, but it's just—I mean, it's like a like you're like like you're locked in for three hours. Like there's no blinking. Like you're you stay locked. Like they they keep you intrigued through through a three hour film. It's awesome. I'm sold. I'll have to go see it when. Uh, <laughs> what's coming out this Friday? There's like another semi big movie that's coming out. Uh, they didn't. Oh, is it Napoleon? With walking uh, because that looks crazy. Oh, I saw the I saw the previews for that. Uh, that's not the one I'm talking about. I can't think of what's coming out. It's on July 28th. I can't think of what it me, is right now. Let me give a Fandango shout out, Fandango. <laughs> let me give them a quick. Look. I don't. Uh, this is kind of off topic, but man, I watched the the Napoleon trailer, and there's a scene where they're fighting at the pyramids. I had no idea that there was a huge battle. Oh. I did see that trailer. Is that is that like historically accurate? Yeah, I looked it up. Like seventeen hundreds, there was this huge battle between uh, 
she was it. I mean, Napoleon on one side, and then I can't remember who, what, where their country was on the other. So they were in Egypt. Yeah, they were just fighting right there by the pyramids. There's like paintings. I saw that. It's crazy. I was like, how did this not get into my history knowledge when I was a kid? <laughs> that movie you're thinking of, Nick, it was Haunted Mansion. Haunted Mansion. That's right. Everyone's gonna be going Disney to that film. Yeah, yeah. everyone's gonna be going to that. I'll, I'll go right to Oppenheimer. So perfect, <laughs> perfect plan. There you I'll go. Have a theater to myself. It feels like uh, going to the, I don't know if you had the same experience, but uh, going to the movies now feels like kind of when you were like in like middle school and like a kid, like, dude, people were dressing up like in all their pink. Oh, they were. Pictures of <laughs> Oppenheimer's bringing so many, like there was just, it, it felt like a movie theater again. We had, uh, we were in a regular theater. I mean, it's IMAX theater, but it was like regular seats, no reclining, anything like that. And yeah. it was full. I mean, obviously like the first row or two wasn't filled up, but. We had a full theater. Um, kids dressed up as uh, a few of the different characters in the in the film. Uh, Matt Damon's character, and uh, I think that's pretty much it. But yeah, it was. It felt it felt good. It felt good to be back. Yeah, it was. I I go to the theaters kind of often, and it's usually kind of empty. But yeah, they have like decorations for movies in the lobby now, and it's cool. Going all out, bringing it back. Um. I don't know if I have one for a song though. Um, I've been listening to a lot of Zach Bryan and Sublime, and um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. There's a what, what's your all-time favorite Sublime man? All-time favorite Sublime song. Uh, I like Bad Fish. Um, it's a good one. What I got. What I got, that's, that's, yeah, I mean, that's, that's the epitome of Sublime, what I got. I just remember that, that in the soundtrack to like, it was like Dave Mira Freestyle BMX on, on the original Xbox. Oh, yeah. And I was like in the soundtrack and that's why I fell in love with Sublime. But my all-time favorite Sublime is Waiting for My Ruka. Cause anytime it comes on, it's like, turn it up, jam out, finish it till the, it's like a short song, but love it, man. It's always funny. I wear my... I have like a Sublime t-shirt from like Walmart that I've had forever and it looks all old and raggedy in my, uh, like any old head that sees me wearing it. He's like, he's like, oh, he tries to like, just like song check me. Like I'm not just wearing <laughs> some band t-shirt. Yeah. Like, I know I know a few songs. Did yeah. you get that at a thrift store? You just buy that at a thrift store? <laughs> yeah, like I'm not, like the, the white girls that wear like the Nirvana t-shirts and t-shirts. Yeah. Yeah. respect to the white girls or anything. Yeah. It'd be PC nowadays, but uh, yeah, man, Sublime is a is a, a culture itself. Um, crazy fact I heard. Um, so Romeo replaced um Brad afterwards. Sublime with Romeo, and um, I heard that out of respect, he will never play "Caress Me Down" because that is just Brad's Brad. That's Brad's OG song. That's crazy. Yeah. Cool. Song. I love that. Yeah. It's a good song too. <clears throat> Yeah, you, getting, you can't can't miss with it. So we're getting uh we're getting close to the end of this. Um we got probably like one question left, and then we'll let you shout out your handles and stuff, all your social media tags and whatnot. But this one might be a little too might be a little deep. If you don't want to answer, it's cool if not. But basically just like what's one thing uh you wish others could know or should know um about you that they might not like already know? Like for me or someone that, that knows you pretty well, but just um, something that we don't know yeah um 
you know, I got a, I got a lot of love for my friends. I'm really like when I moved out, like when I, I've moved pretty frequently and I'll, um, uh, I not keep the best in touch with people, um, like my friends and stuff, but like, I'm always thinking about them. I always, uh, want the best for them. Um, but yeah, got, I got a lot of love for my, my friends, like growing up as a only child, like my friends were like all I had. Um, so, um, much respect, man. Love that. The salt yeah. one. It's good to hear. Ride or die. Don't worry, Ryan. I'm go. thinking about you. I got a picture on my fridge with some other people. <laughs> Let's go. Graduation photo. <laughs> uh, no, one from one of our tailgates. Him and some other buddies just chilling at the barbecue. Nice barbecue. Yeah. We appreciate you answering that. And um, so with that, where can all of your friends find you at? Um. Well, all I got's Instagram. So Aiden underscore D underscore Adams. There we go. Aiden underscore. I'm gonna follow you right now. <laughs> this um, fall than he had going into this let's go hey i got, uh, a, few bot, I got a few bots waiting in the in the queue there we go yeah, yeah. i'm not a bot i promise i swear <laughs> um one more thing i want to try and do is like add like a product um i guess shout out i guess um you know if it catches on so be it if it doesn't whatever but um this one felt right since you work uh in aviation, this is a travel bag, a garment travel bag. So uh, I'm pretty, pretty impressed with this product. I got this, so I signed up for a bespoke post. Um, <clears throat> I don't know if you guys have ever heard of it, but it's like a subscription box. You pay monthly, um, and then the subscription box will say, hey, you could have this, um, or you could elect out of it, you don't have to pay. Um, so this is the garment duffel bag. And why this one is pretty awesome is like, so I've actually used it three times. I got it less than a year ago, but it like unzips and, you know, sometimes you travel with uh, a suit or something or clothes that you already ironed and don't want to get them wrinkly or whatever. Uh, I brought my suit to uh, Ryan's sister's wedding, uh, Alexis, and like it just packs up perfectly. Uh, so shout out to Half Day Travel. Uh, this one's pretty cheap. Uh, it's It's sleek. It's modern and it's affordable for you know folks like like us on this on this podcast you know we can't afford the fancy ones but um i mean just look at it you just pack everything in there 98 bucks or sign up for bespoke pokes bespoke post um this was in one of my subscriptions i'm pretty sure i don't know if i paid 98 for it i think i got it at the bespoke post price so um two shout outs right there bespoke post and half day travel but um <clears throat> Big fan of this product. Love it. All right, fellas. Um, Aiden, thanks for joining. Uh, this episode exceeded my expectations. Um, really great to have you on here and, and learn uh, about your story, about your career. Uh, really love that you, uh, you know, you're just willing to be vulnerable, get out here, talk about what you're doing, talk about your friends, your love for your friends. Um, you don't, you don't see that from a lot of people. So it's pretty great to have you on here, uh, for our first episode. For sure. Yeah, thanks for having me. Super cool. I love what y'all guys are doing. I think, I think this is going to go somewhere. It sounds like you've got some cool guests coming up too. We definitely have to bring Aiden back on, uh, at some point whenever we run out of guests, or even if we just feel like Aiden's more interesting than other guests. Yeah. We'll definitely have you back on, man. All right. Sweet. I'm in.
Go, uh, go pump some iron. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>